We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to another episode of the Top Dogs Podcast here on the Field of 68 Media Network. My name is Rob Dawson. We're presented by our partners over at Bet Rivers and Webster Bank. I'm going to tell you about a nice promotion that they have going on over there in just a couple of minutes. Uh, UConn is coming off of a 95-86 win over St. John's on Saturday in the Garden and an 88-59 blowout demolition of DePaul on Wednesday night. Uh, that game was 29-2, and when it was 29-2, I shut it off. So I have no idea what actually happened. I didn't watch it. There was too much else going on on Wednesday night. And, you know, why do we need to watch UConn play uh, what essentially amounts to a bye game? So one game left in the regular season at Villanova on Big Fox, Saturday night, 730 uh, at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. It is um, it's a big game, but it's also a game that doesn't really mean all that much. You know, it's going to be. Uh, one of the tougher games that UConn has played this season, I think, and I want to make this very clear for all of the maniacs who listen to the show and all the maniacs on Utah on Twitter and all the people that live or die with this team, which includes myself. Winning on the road in this conference against one of the best teams in the league is damn near impossible. And Villanova is, frankly, the hottest team in the Big East right now. They've won six out of their last seven games. They beat Xavier at Xavier. They smacked around Creighton uh, with Cam Whitmore on this team. They are 14 and nine on the season with Cam Whitmore and Justin Moore on this team. They are six and four, but three of those four losses came on the road at Marquette at Creighton and at Providence. And the fourth loss was against Providence at home in Moore's first game back in a close game that they almost had a chance to win. So this is where I remind you that the big East's top five teams are 45 and five at home this season. The way that, Villanova has been playing over the course of the last month. They are kind of in that same conversation as a Big East top five team. Playing at Villanova is not an easy place to play. It's not an easy place to win. So please, 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 please do not freak out uh, if this ends up being a loss and if it ends up being a game where um, that ends similar to what happened in the game at Creighton. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time previewing this matchup. Um, I'm just going to say this. If they end up losing, 
it is going to be okay. I promise. We're not going to talk about it afterwards because coming up next week, uh, I have Laval Jordan to preview the Big East tournament with me, former Butler coach, part of uh, Field of 68 after dark. But when it comes down to it, UConn is more or less locked into the four or the five game, uh, the four, the, the, the four or five game, whether or not it's the four seed or the five seed. That's pretty much where they're going to end up being. The only way that doesn't happen. Providence has to lose to Seton Hall on Saturday. Creighton has to lose to DePaul on Saturday. And UConn has to win at Villanova on Saturday. Those are, uh, it's a very unlikely scenario for all of those things to happen. So to me, this game at Villanova is one of those games that is all about seeding. It is a borderline Q1 potential Q2 loss. If it is a loss that ends up happening, I don't think that it moves the needle either way. Uh, And when it comes down to it, I don't think UConn is dropping below a four seed, even with a loss here. And even if they do lose and find a way to make a run in the Big East tournament, getting to the finals, maybe winning it, um, that is the kind of thing that can uh, elevate them to a three, maybe even a two seed when things are all said and done. So uh, the most difficult part about Saturday's game against Villanova is finding a way to make a relatively meaningless game mean something for UConn, right? So, uh, I think we saw it on Wednesday. I think we saw it on Tuesday. I think a lot of people kind of understand the concept that a lot of teams in college basketball right now are kind of in the, can we just get to the conference tournaments portion of their schedule? Can we just get to the garden and start this thing? Can we just get to March to start playing some of these knockout games? Um, I don't think that's the way that UConn's going to show up. Uh, I don't think that Dan Hurley has guys wired that way. I think every game means everything to, uh, to Hurley and to that staff. So, um, I think they're going to show up, but if they don't, like, don't be surprised, man. Those kids are human. It happens. Uh, It happens to everybody. Almost happened to Alabama last night, one of the best teams in college basketball. All right, a couple of programming notes. First and foremost, like I mentioned, I'm going to have Laval Jordan on the show on, I guess we're recording on Tuesday afternoon, so it'll be released Tuesday night. Full breakdown, full preview of the Big East tournament. Obviously, it'll be a little bit skewed towards uh, the UConn perspective. But look, the Big East is going to be the best tournament in college basketball this season. It's the most exciting one. And I can only hope that we end up with a semifinals on Friday night uh, that does not have a sleeper in it. You know, whether that means we get Marquette and Providence and Xavier and UConn or Creighton there or Villanova there. As long as we have four of those top six teams, there's going to be something really excited to watch. Hopefully it means UConn's there. But I, I just I cannot wait. It's going to be electric in the garden. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. It always is. And to me, this is the most exciting tournament. All due respect to the Big 12, this is going to be the most uh, exciting tournament. Also, um, we've partnered with Run Your Pool for a field of 68 bracket pool. If you think that you are smarter about college basketball than I am this year, you can prove it by joining our Run Your Pool bracket pool. Uh, I've actually worked with Run Your Pool before, and I've used Run Your Pool before in some of the larger survival and uh, NCAA tournament pools that I've been a part of. I'm really excited that we were able to land the sponsorship and land this this, this sponsor because uh, their, their site, has more than 50 different types of games for every single sport that you can think of. They are a really good place to kind of host all of this stuff that you do, whether it's a bracket pool, whether it's a survivor game, whether it's head to head stuff, whether it's pick X games, whether it's squares, which is uh, my personal favorite when it comes to things like this, especially when it comes to the Super Bowl. So the scoring is always customizable. You can tailor your bracket rules to however you like uh, the brackets to be set up. Um, It's awesome. I love it. But here's the best part about partnering with them. They are giving away 50, $1,500 in cash prizes for free. It's free to sign up. All you got to do is click the link in the description below, 
Sign up, log in, and fill out your bracket on March 12th. You already know what March 12th is. So play.runyourpool.com backslash field 68. That's F-I-E-L-D 68. Fill out a bracket, become eligible to win. Hope to see you guys there on March 12th. Uh, last programming note. This episode is also presented by our partners over at Webster Bank. So before we get into this week's mailbag, a quick message from our sponsor. Oh, what a finish! Buy a new home beats grow my business at the buzzer! Webster Bank is offering you a chance to win a trip for two to the Men's College Hoops Finals in Houston. Just pick your biggest goals for 2023 and enter today at WebsterGoals.com. No purchase necessary. It's 325-23. Must be a legal resident of Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, or New York, and at least 18. For rules and details, visit WebsterGoals.com. Webster Bank, N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, the first question today from Eric Diener. Do you see any similarities between this team and the 2011 team that won the national title? Obviously, that was the Kemba Walker team. And no, I don't really see uh, all that much. That 2011 team, if you remember, they rolled through Maui. Then they had that win at Texas. And they started the season 17-2. and two. I think they were 5-2 and two in the Big East at one point. Uh, but they lost four out of five to end the regular season. They finished the Big East nine and nine after starting the season five and two in the league. They were the ninth seed in the Big East tournament. They played noon on a Tuesday tip at the Big East tournament. Some of you guys may not be old enough to remember that Tuesday noon tip offs in the Big East tournament, but they happened. They were a thing. And uh, to me, this group is its own narrative and its own story. I've said this over and over and over again, but the narrative for this team to me is the importance of confidence when it comes to playing the game of basketball and playing uh, for this UConn team. Tristan Newton, he figured it out. Um, he knows what it takes to play lead guard at the Big East level. He's been playing uh, somewhere between really good and terrific basketball um, on a consistent basis for the last six weeks. That changed. Andre Jackson is back to being the guy we want him to be, Andre fucking Jackson. And not enough to me can be said about uh, about Jordan Hawkins and what he's done. He's turned into an absolute killer um, so to me, this, the, the 2011 team was about Kemba Walker going into God mode and the youngsters around him, Jeremy Lamb, Alex Oriaki, Shabazz Napier, all those guys kind of stepping up to their level and playing like sophomores during their freshman year, this season's team, uh, it's, it's different to me. It, this group is different. Um, hopefully it ends the same. I wouldn't complain about that, but this year's group to me is, is, is very different because I don't think there was any point in time during the 2011 season where we were like, yeah, that UConn team, they might be the best team in college basketball, as opposed to saying, yeah, that UConn team, they probably have the best player in college basketball with a pretty good supporting cast. So uh, I think it's a very different situation, which, you know, that leads me to my next question from uh, from Arrogant Husky, uh, which is a nice touch on the Twitter handle there. Um, if Andre Jackson puts up 11, 8, and 9 every game, does UConn ever lose again? And uh, first and foremost, what I want to say in answering that question is this. Do not overreact to putting a molly whopping down on DePaul. Do not overreact to smacking around a team that Northwestern beat by 40. It's DePaul, okay? Whatever. I don't care about what that final score ended up being. Beating the hell out of DePaul is no different than beating the hell out of like LIU or something like that. It, it, it's whatever. That said, if Andre Jackson plays the way that he has played for the last month, I think that there is a case to be made that UConn is the best team in college basketball. I don't think that that's an exaggeration either. Look, it's not 
it's not the counting stats. It's not the numbers. It's not, oh, he had nine assists in this game. He's got to get to seven assists, and that's when UConn is great. Or, you know, when he gets the double figures, that's when UConn's great. Uh, it, it's not it's not the stats that matter. It's when he plays like Andre fucking Jackson. I made this point over and over again. When he plays like a dude that knows he's the most disruptive defender in college basketball, when he is uh, flying to the rim for lobs, when he's cutting back door. Um, when Adama Snuggle gets double teamed and they're throwing the ball to the top of the square and he's catching it and he's dunking it. When he's grabbing defensive rebounds, going coast to coast and throwing ridiculous passes on one man fast breaks that may or may not lead to turnovers that may or may not lead to dunks. When he's playing like that, when he's playing with confidence, when he's playing with energy, when he's attacking the offensive glass and keeping two, three, four, five possessions alive for second chance opportunities. Um that's what that's what you need Andre Jackson to be. He's a guy that will end two or three possessions that wouldn't have ended if when he's on the floor. He's a guy that's going to keep two or three possessions alive that lead to buckets on the offensive end of the floor. He's a guy that's going to create transition opportunities where transition opportunities didn't exist two or three times a game. And that right there can take you from being a team that is a tie game to being a 10, 12, 14 point game. I think he has that much of an impact on a game and none of it matters with the stats. It's all about whether or not he's playing with energy. I said this on the last episode, but I was talking with Tom Moore after the game and he said, like, you can see it when, uh, when Andre is playing great, when, when he's not himself, the shoulders are kind of slumped. He's, uh, he's kind of looking down. Like he does, you can see it in his face. There's no, um, there's no hiding how he feels right and then when he's great like the shoulders are back the chest is out the yukon across the front of his chest is just popping out through the jersey man and when when he plays that way when he plays this is the way that i would phrase it when he plays like he drank five monster energy drinks before the game with uh with matthew meyer i think it completely changes what yukon ceiling can be he needs to be that guy he's been that guy for the last month and it's not uh, a coincidence and over that stretch of time, over those period of games that UConn right now in the last 10 games, according to Torvik, uh, they are the best team in college basketball. Flat out. They are the best team on Torvik over the course of the last 10 games, beginning on January 21st. That's six weeks. That's a pretty big sample size. So I'll just say that. All right. Uh, next up, along those same lines from Samuel Bernal. Uh, Jordan Hawkins went one and nine last night and UConn still won by 29. Again, look, it's DePaul. So I don't take too much out of that specific game, but I will say this prior to last night over the last 11 games, Hawkins was averaging 19.9 points while shooting 39% from three on more than eight attempts per game. He is maybe the most dangerous shooter in college basketball this year. I will say this. He's the best I've ever seen at a guy that can sprint off of screens for an entire possession, running full speed into a shot around a curl and elevating into uh, with a quick release while doing it all entirely on balance. You, you can see the influence that working with Rip Hamilton uh, had on him. He is a modern-day Richard Hamilton. Richard Hamilton played in an era where uh, mid-range jumpers were king. Jordan Hawkins plays in an era where three-pointers are king. But beyond that, like, they're basically the same dude, right? Running off of screens, hitting jumpers, uh, impacting defenses, doing all those kinds of things. Um, there's two other things, though, that really stand out to me. One, he's kind of figured out that 
when he is able to sprint to the three-point line around a screen and get a shot up, that this is how he gets fouled and this is how he gets to the free throw line, right? Guys are chasing him so hard and are sprinting so hard to follow him around these screens that when he gets a hand up and when he gets a contest uh, or when they get a hand up and they get a contest, there's a, a good chance that they're going to run into him. It's just a natural occurrence. It's going to happen one or two times a game. That's how hard he is to cover and how difficult it is to chase him around those screens. That's what makes him so dangerous. Um, and he's also learned how to use this jump shot and the threat of that jump shot to be able to set up his drive and be able to get to the uh, to get to the rim. Uh, he's had a couple drives where it's just like, He's going to his left. He's got a defender on his hip, and he's just able to extend and flip up some kind of like, uh, some kind of float around the bucket that goes in. I didn't realize he had all that in his package. Like he can, man, he has been a really, really, really dangerous offensive weapon. I think he's going to end up being a really good pro. And and it's not just the offensive end. Like he's, I don't think he's ever going to be a great defender because he just doesn't have like the physical, to- like he's not Andre Jackson when it comes to the, the physical tools. At some point, if you're going to be a great defender, especially in the NBA, you got to be a freak. You got to have all those God-given gifts. But he does the most important thing that you need defensively. He busts his ass. Now, sometimes uh, that results in like those chase down blocks. Sometimes it results in him being able to cut off a defender and, and, uh, and beat him to a spot and take a charge. And sometimes he's just not able to do it yet. You know, sometimes he gets beat to the rim. Now, part of that is also... Uh, he could still stand to put on like 15 or 20 pounds of muscle. And when he gets in an NBA strength and conditioning program and it's there for three or four years, like he's going to end up being big and strong. And maybe that won't be the case anymore. He won't get quite as out muscled, but like for a 20 year old kid, it, he, he really, really works on that and he cares. And that's like 90% of the battle of being a good defender. You got to give a damn. And he very obviously gives a damn. It's fun to watch him play. He's terrific. He's going to be a really effective NBA player for a long time. Um, all right. Next question from, Hurley's army, whose production off the bench is more critical, Naheem Aline or Joey Calcaterra? So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One thing that's kind of changed, uh, that changed when UConn made this little bit of a run, is that 
Hurley started prioritizing using Naheem Aline off the bench over Joey Calcaterra. Um, and I think that that's something that's that's important for UConn for 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 not for a couple of reasons. One, uh, Naheem Aline is going to be a de- better defender, and you can kind of, he's big enough and he's strong enough that you could use him uh, playing the Andre Jackson role. You can use him playing the Eric, in the Alex Carabin role. He can play the two. He's more switchable. He's a little bit better on the glass. Um, you can have him on a team's best perimeter score and not feel all that concerned about him going one on one against them, uh, and. He's a really, really good catch and shoot guy, but he's not just a catch and shoot guy. Like he's going to be a floor spacer, but he's also someone that can like dribble off a ball screen, kind of get into that midi pull up with a guy on his hip and elevate and shoot it. Like he's just so big and strong, and you're not going to get him off a spot. Like he's one of those guys you watch him play, and you're like, that dude's going to hoop until he's 55 years old because his game is not based off of athleticism. It's just based off of strength getting to his spots and being able to knock down those jumpers. Like he's, he's a really, really solid role player. And I think that him kind of coming into his own um, is a big reason why UConn's made a little bit of a push here later on in the season. Now that said, uh, Joey Calcaterra is the only other guy on this UConn roster that can play the Jordan Hawkins role that, that you can have somebody like sprint off of a screen and have it impact the way that a defense is going to guard you um, and can have it like influence where the help side defense is going to be and manipulate a defense just by having a guy run off a screen. Uh, so the way that I'd phrase it is this. Um, I think I think Naheem's more important to, to UConn's floor. Like for UConn to be – a team that is going to contend for a biggies title. That's going to contend for a final four. That's going to make a run in March. Like you need Nahima lean to be really good. He's got to be the, the first guy off the bench that can get out there and that can guard people. He's got to make shots. He's got to space the floor. He's got to be able to give minutes. If Andre Jackson is having one of his bad Andre days, he's got to be able to give minutes if Alex Caravan gets into trouble and just kind of uh, be big and in the way against fours. Like you need him to do that. If you're going to be able to be good. Right now, I think Joey Calcaterra is the guy that allows you kind of hit their ceiling because he's someone that can come in and bang three threes in a row. Right. And when you have a guy off the bench that can come in and just give you a spark like that, that's that's important. That, like those kind of runs are the energy giving plays that uh, that that bench players like need to be able to have. Like you want guys that are um, kind of high ceiling, low floor to me being like your eighth or your ninth guy. So you bring Joey in, you get him like a three minute rotation in the first half, four minute rotation in the first half, and just see what's happening. If he's a mess, if he's in his head, if he's not playing with confidence, if he misses a couple shots, then you pull him out. No harm, no foul, nothing. You're probably not going to lose a game based off Joey Calcaterra coming in and, and, and doing that for a couple minutes. Now, if you come in, and he bangs a three, and then he comes off of a curl and finds a lob to Donovan Klingon, and then he gets a steal on the other end, and he sparks a fast break. Then you brought him in, and he made some things happen, and it kind of changed what the game was, and you got a little 7-0 spurt as a result of Joey C coming in. So I would say that you need both of them to be good. Naheem Aline is the guy that makes you good enough to uh, makes you good enough to be a threat to get to a Final Four and a threat to win the Big East Tournament. Joey Calcaterra is the guy that can come in and change a game and help you win a game where maybe you're a little bit stuck in the mud. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys listening, but talking it through, it all makes sense up here in my head. So uh, hopefully I was able to communicate that well. All right, last question from Sharp Moneymaker, which is the question I'm sure all you guys want the answer to. Do you think UConn wins the Big East Tournament and can make the Sweet 16? So... I'm going to give you a quote from an NBA, uh, an NBA scout slash evaluator that I know very well. 
that has a very sharp basketball intellect whose, uh, whose thought process I trust. This is what he texted me uh, last night. I think UConn is my pick to win it all again. Now, according to Torvik, I mentioned this earlier, UConn has been the best team in college basketball since January 21st. That's about a six-week sample size. They were the best team in college basketball for a good seven-week stretch uh, from the start of the season until about Christmas. Tristan Newton has figured it out. Andre Jackson is back to being Andre fucking Jackson. Jordan Hawkins is playing at a Big East player of the year level. And if if he played the way that he's played the last six weeks for the entire season, we're talking about potential first-team All-American. We're talking about like maybe him or Brandon Miller is the most lethal uh, perimeter score on a national championship contending team that you can find. That's how good he's been. Um, I think Adama Sanogo just consistently grinding out his 16 and 8, 19 and 9 kind of games, um, consistently doing what he does while also accepting that like he is he's the base that needs that that needs to allow these other guys to grow around him. When he is that guy and just kind of accepting, like, look, I might just I'm not the best player on this team anymore. I'm gonna be the role guy, the most consistent guy, the leader guy, the the player that goes out there and, and leads by example. That's something that he's providing here. Donovan Klingon's playing really well again. Uh, Naheem Aline's kind of taking that leap forward. Like uh, I'll say like this. There was no one in college basketball right now that is better than UConn when UConn plays their best basketball. UConn's ceiling is as good as any team's ceiling in any team in the country. Point blank, period. Now, that doesn't guarantee a damn thing when it comes to March and when it comes to these knockout tournaments. UConn played really, really well at Creighton. And you know what happened? They lost a game by three on the road to a good defensive team because they missed a bunch of open shots down the stretch. That's going to happen in basketball. That's going to happen in the NCAA tournament. That happens to some of the best teams in the sport. That's why we see upsets. That's why you see things like Virginia lose to a 16 seed. That's why you see things like Kentucky lose to a 15 seed, right? You can be a great team and have a bad night. And since it's a one-game knockout tournament and not a seven-game series, you get fucked. It is what it is. Um, you know, foul trouble will happen. There's going to be, uh, th- there might be a situation where Jordan Hawkins rolls his ankle again. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're running into a little situation where you don't have your most dangerous shooter. It, weird things happen in college basketball in March in knockout, in knockout games. So, um, I, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is written into stone. And most importantly, I said that UConn, the way that I said it is specific for a reason. UConn, no one is better in college basketball than UConn when they play their best basketball. I'm saying that like that for a specific reason. This isn't like 2004. This isn't like 1999. This isn't even like the 2006 or 2009 teams, right? UConn isn't just going to be the most talented team out there. Um, They're never going to, their best is never necessarily going to be better than anyone else's. They can play with anybody else in the country. They can beat literally anybody in the country. They beat Alabama by 15. Alabama won at Houston. Everyone thinks Houston's the best team in the country, right? Like, I know you can't kind of do that when it comes to college sports and when it comes to sports in general, but like, yes, they beat Alabama by 15. Alabama went to Houston and beat Houston. They can beat anybody. Their best is as good as anybody in the country. Um, I think they are a little bit like Houston in the sense that when they're at their best, they control the controllables, right? They're always going to guard. They're always going to hit the glass and they're always going to play their balls off. Uh, they rely on a couple guys winning matchups to be able to be great. 
You need Jordan Hawkins to get you 20 or 25 when you play good teams, right? You need Tristan Newton to be a 12.6 assist guy that gets to the foul line, that can force defenses to react to him by getting into the paint. But they can also be beat. Um, So what I'll say is this. I feel very good about the fact that this UConn team is going to give us some excitement over the course of the next month. Maybe that's a run to the Big East tournament title game. Maybe that's a run to the Elite Eight. Maybe that's a a situation where they do both of those things. Maybe we end up cutting down a net. Maybe we hang another banner. Maybe we get back to a Final Four. Um, But whatever it leads to and however this thing plays out, like just be happy, right? Just be happy that we have a UConn team that we can root for and that we can be this excited about. You know, it's it's when Ed Cooley called UConn fans arrogant and spoiled, like there were, I think he probably went a little too hard, but there's like an element of truth to it, right? When you are, when the expectation is winning national titles, when you say that's what we do, we hang banners, you don't appreciate what it is to just be along for the ride and enjoy the ride, right? Once you get to the mountaintop, it becomes mountaintop or bust. So I'm here and I'm, we've seen the low of the lows, right? We've seen how bad it can get as a UConn fan when they are just completely irrelevant. They are no longer irrelevant. They matter. They're exciting again. So just be happy for that. Be along for the ride. And let's fucking go cut down some nets somewhere, anywhere. It doesn't matter to me. I just hope I see them.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.